Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. If I was to tally up the number of questions we get from WISE members and categorize them, one of the top categories would have to be personnel firing of. We get a call or an email from a member describing an employee in quite a bit of confused detail with statements like, well, you know, he seems productive, but dot, 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 or she's been with us forever, but dot, 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 or the classic, you know, he's my cousin, but dot, dot, dot. You get the idea. This this doubt on the matter. Do we keep them or get rid of them? And how do we get rid of them if that's what we're supposed to do? It's a big question, and it's a very important one. If you do not have confidence in your hiring and firing of personnel, you are always going to be the effective personnel, and personnel issues are going to be the misery of your life. As I have mentioned in earlier episodes, it is not who you hire that protects you. Personnel is not a static subject. It is not a matter of assembling a crew of perfect employees who have dropped in from heaven or something. And then expect them to stay with you till the day you die or retire or something. That's not how these things work. That's not how life works. Personnel is not a static subject. It is a dynamic subject, just like life is. You're not dealing with furniture here that doesn't talk back, has no life, no kids, no friends, no attitudes, no opinions, or insanities. And so what protects you in the arena of personnel is not who. It's how. It's your process. How do you hire? How do you train? How do you apprentice? How do you manage? How do you let people go? All of these and many, many other components go into a full understanding of the subject of personnel. And the better you understand and apply the principles of standard personnel management, the less, quote, effect, end quote, of the subject you will be, the less of a victim you will be of the subject. As you can gather from examining many aspects of life, One becomes effect of that which one doesn't understand. If you don't understand your lawnmower, it's probably going to put you out of effect sooner or later, you know, one degree or another. And lawnmowers are a lot easier to understand than people, believe me. Well, so while there is a lot to know about this subject, it might be a relief to know that it is easy enough to learn. And a good place to start is to establish what are the three things that one should expect from employees and upon which one can make one's decisions on promotion, demotion, or dismissal. So that that big old soup of chaotic datums like, you know, he makes money, but he upsets the other employees, or she is great on the phones, but she dresses too provocatively or something, or, you know, uh, so we get these complaints, and of course, or, or that she's my wife's best friend, and you know, all this kind of disrelated confusion of data that you're looking at, you know, you get all this and it can really make your head spin. So consequently, the situation, whatever it is, just drags on endlessly and you get all kinds of noise, but no expansion. Does that sound at all familiar? I've taken it to an extreme. Hopefully it's not that grim in your situation, but these, if you understand this, 
your life is going to get a whole lot simpler. So, yes, let's talk about the three things that you should and, in fact, must expect from your personnel. If you have these three things down pat, then it is easy enough. They're fulfilling those three things. Their job is safe. They're not. Their job is in the balance unless they correct those three things. So, you want to know what those three things are? Great, come back next week and we'll tell you. No, I'm just messing with you. I know you want to know. So we're going to we're going to go into it. So the the article is uh, of course by Mr. L. Ron Hubbard and is dated 27 April 1960. So this is a pretty early one and therefore it's pretty basic. The title is Security of Employment. Now, when he's referencing personnel, he's describing them as staff members. That's another term for an employee. It could be called a staff member or an employee. Uh, so those words are relatively interchangeable for you. Okay. This is from Mr. Robert. Quote, no staff member need have any fears for his job if the following conditions are factual. That's a well-chosen word. You do need to to establish these three things within any person, any of your personnel, any of your staff. You got to make sure that you're looking at truth, not lies or quote-unquote PR. It's not actually not the correct usage of PR, but you understand what I'm saying here. You're not looking at fluff here. You're looking at the real deal. So it should be factual. So he says, no staff member need have any fears for his job if the following conditions are factual. One, doing his work. That's number one. Is the person doing his job? Is he doing the work that's expected of him? Now, uh, I'm going to cover the three points, and then we're going to take them up one by one. So I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about this right this moment. But number one is doing his work. Number two, on post at the proper hours. Is a person there when he's supposed to be, or she's supposed to be, or not? If they're not there on the schedule, then it's very hard to function as a team. So that's one of the requirements. One, that he's doing his work. Two, that they're on post at the proper hours. And number three, observing, and then he gives the name of the organization he wrote this for, but observing the organization's regulations. So those are the three things and the only three things that you should be expecting from your personnel. But there's quite a but here. If you're going to expect those three things, then it's up to you to make sure that the individuals that are in your employment understand fully and precisely what those three things are. We're going to get more into that in a minute. So so he continues the article. People who do not do their work are the only ones ever dismissed. This is the stable datum on which I operate. People who do their work need very little supervision, and have rights. People who don't do their work don't have rights as they need too much supervision from the rest of us. They slow us down. Therefore, I usually can be counted upon to eventually sack people who consistently don't do their work. I can be counted upon to defend and retain and employ anyone who does his job. I pay no attention to rumors or gossip. If a person's department or area is running well, that person has my full support. 
The philosophy is too starkly simple to be believed by some people. But having run businesses, companies, and groups of people now for a third of a century, I have found that other philosophies about work aren't effective. Thus, I support the personnel who do their jobs and protect them from personnel who overburden us all. In fact, the world supports me only so long as I do my job, and so I just pass the same idea along in governing staffs, end quote. So that's all from Mr. Hubbard. So that that's number one, and obviously it's the senior one, is the person doing his work. Now, there's a couple of provisos here you have to take into account. If we're going to go down this road of like, okay, what's going to protect this person on their job? Number one, are they doing their work? Okay. In order to define whether that person is doing their work or not, it is important for you as the employer, as the manager, as the founder of the organization to define with precision what that work is. Don't be baffled about employees not doing their work if you don't even know what their work is supposed to be. If you've never defined it in the first place, you're going to have issues with people not doing their work because nobody knows what their work actually is. Now, this becomes very, very um, obvious, and you'll see these organizations that don't grow. One of the common denominators is that they actually don't train their people on what they're supposed to be doing on their jobs. So, you know, anybody who tells me, well, my organization isn't big enough to train my people, why should I train them? It's like, you know, if I train them, they're just going to leave. These are the kinds of idiocies. Like I've I've gone over this again and again in several earlier episodes. But look at let's face it: if you don't train them, how can you expect them to do their work? So that's number one. You better have a very uh, for every job, very complete descriptions of what that job is, and then uh, one would hope that you would train them on how to do that function, whatever that function is. And don't count on, you know, current colleges and universities and so forth and the current educational system. Yeah, sure, they should show up knowing what they're doing, but they, uh, many cases, don't. And you now need to take that responsibility of making sure that person knows what their work is and can do it. Okay, now, if they just won't pick it up, uh, despite your best efforts to get them to understand their work, well, then you've got grounds for dismissal there now, don't you? But don't really, you couldn't ethically say you have full grounds for dismissal for someone not doing their work when you never defined what their work was and never even showed them how to do it. So, but, you know, once you're training them and you're, and there's one other factor I really want to go into, there's probably others that you uh, should know in personnel management, getting them trained, uh, what we would say, hatted for their job or their work, of course, is uh, important, I guess you could say paramount. But the other thing is that the person has a very, very clearly defined uh, purpose, a very, which is part of their hatting, by the way, part of their training. It's actually one of the first things you go over with them. Very, very clearly defined product. They need to know what their product is. If you ask any of your employees, what's your product? And they can't give it to you like instantly, right away. You've got more training to do there. Okay, they need to know what is it? What is the completed cycle of action that I am producing that contributes to the overall production, viability, and expansion of our, our group here, our organization, or our company, okay? But the other thing is there has to be a raw 
indicator, a statistic that shows that that work is being performed. I, I would almost categorically say it's impossible to really determine whether a person is doing his work or not without statistics. So if you've been hesitating about using statistics and you have personal headaches, understand that that's that's one of the steps you're going to have to take unless you like personal headaches. You're going to have to statisize people. And those statistics need to be an honest reflection. Remember how he starts this. He says, no staff member need have any fears for his job if the following conditions are factual. Well, a good statistic, honestly kept and reflected and easily validated by examining logs or, you know, the assembly line or what have you with one's own eyeballs. Yes, the statistics are rising. That is your number one indicator that the person is doing his work. So you need to make sure you have a statistical system. Of course, the Hubbard Management System is all about statistical systems. So you would presumably have some of those in place, but you need to make sure everyone in your organization has a statistic that reflects that they are doing this first point, which is doing their work. Got that one so far? Okay. So let's go into this next paragraph here in the article. He says, the term, quote, on post, end quote, should have some attention. You know, post, I guess you could say, a lot of people use it in their organizations, but it's also a military term, you know, is the soldier at his post, is a sailor at their post. Uh, it's, you know, are they at their correct location where they're supposed to be performing their duties and doing it? You know, the, the term on post, he says here, the term on post should have some attention. On post means Activity in the area of one's job during the appointed hours. So he gives you a nice definition there. On post means activity in the area of one's job during the appointed hours. Off post, quote unquote, off post means getting into other people's areas and hair. People who drift about into the areas of other people and waste the time of others are, quote, off post, end quote. A person off post during the appointed hours is obviously not only not doing a job, but causing others to carry his work and is making somebody else look bad as well. So this is um, not uncommon uh, in the business world today. I, I find it fairly, I mean, in my very effective expanding wise members businesses, I seldom see it, but in a poorly run organization, I see people gabbing, I see people over at other people's desks, discussing things endlessly. They might look like they're working, but it's not any kind of, they're not really doing their job. They're off their post uh, and they are tying up somebody else with chatter or um, maybe even, you know, uh, it's a kind of an interesting indicator. Sometimes people who just don't do their job seem to be trying to do everybody else's. So you can see this in many permutations or versions uh, not the least of which would be, you know, they're making personal phone calls when they're supposed to be on post, when they're supposed to be, you know, engaged in activity in the area of one's job during the appointed hours. No, they're playing video games or they're watching uh, YouTube videos or uh, I guess it's getting kind of extreme now with the metaverse and so on. Um, but this kind of, I guess you could call it slackness has been going on since long before computers. But I guess, uh, you know, the... Um, internet and so forth makes it easier to be off post. So this is number two, on post at the proper hours. You know, do they show up on time? Uh, do they leave uh, at the correct time? 
And are they, when they're on post, are they actually on post or are they doing something else? This is number two. He says, no staff member need have any fears for his job if the following conditions are factual. Number one, doing his work. Number two, on post at the proper hours. Are they showing up? Do they not show up at all? I, I've had uh, members who tell me their employees don't even show up sometimes. Well, that's definitely a violation of number two. That's definitely grounds for dismissal right there. Okay, so uh, simple. Are they doing their work? Are they on post at the proper hours? Okay, now let's look at number three, observing organizational regulations. This is probably one of the biggest areas of improvement you can make. If you don't like the way the receptionist is dressing, ask yourself, do you have a regulation on how the staff are supposed to dress? If you don't like the fact that Joe, the hotshot salesman, blows up in uh, reception at one of the other employees, do you have a regulation stated in writing that if you have uh, to have a confrontation with another staff member that it occurs in private? Like this can be made into a regulation. If you want your staff to be polite with the public, why not make it a regulation? Because if you don't make it a regulation, if you don't make it a rule, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but regulation and rule come from the same root. Or it says here, I'm just looking up in Oxford, a rule or directive made and maintained by an authority. There you go. So you establish the regulations. It's your company. These are the regulations in our company. These are the rules. You know, you're expected to follow them. And if you don't follow them, then that's uh, that's grounds for dismissal. Definitely grounds for a review and correction. I'm not going to say you're going to fire an employee who fails to smile at a client or customer or patient walking through the front door. But if there's a consistent issue there and uh, there are reports of the person, you know, being grumpy and rude uh, and you have it as a regulation or have it as a rule uh, in your business that you're supposed to be courteous and friendly and smile, you're within your rights. That's part of the uh, survival of your organization. It's one of the things that's making the place work and the person is consistently not uh, doing that, and there have been efforts made to correct. See, this is where you're, those of you who are familiar with the organizing board, probably the most glossed over division in any seven division organizing board is the qualifications division where you raise the qualifications of the personnel and you bring them up to those standards. I mean, when you put it in the context of what we're talking about right now, it sounds pretty magical. Imagine having a division of your organization that actually makes sure that the regulations are followed and people are friendly to uh, the customers as they come through the door and would correct somebody if they weren't. Not that difficult. Actually easier to get along in the world if you are friendly than if you're grumpy. You know, you get what you put out, don't you? So uh, teaching the person manners and so forth, if that's a regulation. But you need to establish these things. And that's why it's so critical for all of you to have a staff manual. These are our expectancies of you. There will be no harassment of other employees because of race, religion, sex, and so forth. No discrimination. You can have policies on computer usage. That's pretty normal. You know, no computer games, no looking at things you shouldn't that are not safe for work. When you're at work, using our computers. Dress codes, very, very normal. Should have one. But if you don't put it as a regulation, if you don't put that in your manual, 
and somebody comes in dressed in a way you don't like or somebody else doesn't like, what are your grounds? You just go straight into a confusion. Do you follow me? What are the procedures and the policies when a person is late or when they're absent? Now, all these things outside of the Harvard Management System are commonly referred to as performance management. I prefer to just call it management. What other kind of management is it? You're, you're supposed to be managing your team, right? Managing is making sure that they know what they're doing, that they are able to do their work, that they're on post at the proper hours, and that they're observing the regulations. And if they're not, you have a discussion about it. You bring them into a, your office or you take them outside and, you know, in the parking lot or whatever, and you say, now look at, uh, I brought along a copy of the manual here. And these are one of the expectancies. And, you know, when you arrived here and you started working here, you uh, were shown this and you signed off that you understood it and agreed with it. And these are our regulations. So, uh, look, uh, I like you. You know, you are my cousin after all. Uh, or you're the best friend of my wife or whatever it is. But these are the regulations. And by the way, I noticed that your statistics are not that great. Now, you know, it was mentioned and it's in the regulations here that you're supposed to be making your best efforts to raise those statistics and they're continuing to go down. And that sort of indicates that you're not doing your work. So are there things about your job that you don't understand? If so, why don't we sort that out? Or you can go over here to Division 5, the qualifications division that we don't have because we never listen to uh, business-wise and so we haven't picked up on this part yet But uh, or studied Mr. Hubbard's management system. But there it is, Div 5. Very important division. That's where the correction occurs. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be responsible for it. And look at, you know, uh, no going out and having a cigarette break when it's expected and it's in the regulations that you're on post at the proper hours. These are just three things. Very simple. If the person is doing all three things, protect them, guard them. Be on your guard. Don't let anybody mess with them. Don't listen to, well, actually, you might want to listen to rumors and criticalness about that person because that's very often an indicator that the person who's doing the criticizing is the person you should probably be looking into a little more closely. You know, that's for sure. Uh, I have a couple of stories like that going on right now that I'm trying to sort out with the members business, right? But it's very, very interesting. It boils down to those three things. They can do anything else they want. Keep the regulations, do their work, be on post at the proper hours. That's all we're asking you to do. We're not asking you to be beautiful. We're not asking you to be thin. We're not asking you to be this, that, or the other thing. But we are expecting you to be courteous. You know, we are expecting you to be friendly. We're not expecting you to make a scene in public. You know, these are some of our regulations. And you just make sure you write them up, you publish them. You're never going to probably, you know, a staff manual probably needs to be loose leaf binder because, you know, you're going to come across something and uh, in in your company and you say, oh boy, we need a regulation for that. Make sure you write it up. Stick it in the staff manual, you know, keep a staff manual online. But uh, I actually think it's a really good idea to make sure it's published and printed and sitting on a shelf as well. So you can just grab it, refer to it, remind the person, correct them, you know. And if you go along like that, you're going to find folks who just won't do their work they won't be on post at the proper hours, and they won't observe the regulations no matter how many times they're corrected. Well, you can try seeing if they can fit at a lower post if you want, put them at a less responsible position, you can demote them, or simply let them go. It's very cut and dry. 
family or no. And when you do hire family, got nothing wrong with hiring family. I, I uh, work with my family and I love it. Um, but, uh, but make sure you have all those agreements in place, boy. You know, they apply to everybody in, the, in that group. All right. Okay. And then he wraps it up with this last paragraph. And it's a very, very good paragraph to conclude this particular episode with. He says, Mr. Hubbard says this, he says, those who are part of Earth's people today are all part of an economic machine, whether we like it or not. No matter how we may dislike the fact, we live so long as our share of the machinery runs. Maybe it will all be different someday. Just now, it isn't. Those of us who work get along all right. Those who don't, don't. L. Ron Hubbard. All right, well, that's it for today's episode. I hope that was helpful for you. I know this is an area of quite some confusion. Here's three stable data that you can operate with. They're easy to memorize. And when you're looking at somebody and you've got a question mark on, you know, is this person working out or not? Just ask yourself, are they doing their work? Have I given them the means to do their work? Do they have a statistic that measures whether that work is actually being done factually? Are they doing their work? Two, are they on post at the proper hours? And three, are they observing all of the regulations we've established within the company? If the answer to all those three is yes, walk away. Or it can be easily corrected to that, do so and walk away. But if they don't correct, if those three things or one or more of those things just keep falling out, you know, they can sell all right, but they just won't keep the regulations. They're not on post at the proper hours. They're disrupting the organization in some way by distracting others when they should be on post, doing the activity of their area, doing the appointed hours and not doing that. They're violating one of those three things, man. They're probably more destructive than they're worth. So those three things are your acid test. Use them well. Understand them well. And thank you very much for listening. So leave us some likes if you liked it. Leave us your comments. We love reading them. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk again next week.